Los Angeles. No doubt. And um, we're going to talk about a few things today. Uh, let me just check this right here. Okay, so, um, man, um, remember that Sacramento shooting that we talked about a few weeks ago? Right. It had to be at least two or three weeks ago. Uh, I made a judgment mm -hmm. just, just based on photos mm -hmm. of victims. And not just the photos of the victims, but the way that the media was describing each person. Oh, they work here. Right, They're right, father. right, right. They really cleaned up the victims, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. You know, you know, they they passed. But they kind of led you to believe <laughs> that they were just victims. You yeah, innocent victims. Yeah. Um, well, it turns out uh, three, three of the victims. That what was it? Six, six deaths. Yeah, five, six deaths. It was six deaths. So it turns out at least two, maybe three of them were actually part of the two groups that was going at it with each other. Oh, okay, okay. And it turns out it was a, a blood set and a crip set. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. So it was a little more than what we thought, you know what I mean? So somebody did get their man, actually. You know what I mean? Not that that's what we're promoting, but I'm just saying in the, in the midst of the war. Uh, <laughs> they, somebody did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> they got three of their men, right? <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't be laughing at that, but it's, nah, hard. Nah, it's hard not to, though. It's, 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 well, the thing about it is more or less like it wasn't some innocent bystanders. Man, I'm laughing at the know? media. You know, they sit there and, and say, oh, this person worked for FedEx for 20 years. He was a father of three. Uh, he went to work every day, but then he was out there doing his thing. Right, right, so out there gunning shit down, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so, um, yeah my bad on that. Uh, you know, I, I fell for the okie doke, but the media been doing us like that for, for years. Well, you know, my whole thing about it is just like I say, you know, I don't promote gang violence, but if it do, keep it amongst the gangs, you know what I mean? When innocent people start getting hit, that's when it's... So I thought, like, a bunch of innocent bystanders got hit. And come to find out, like you say, like you discovered, a few of them were actually members of the gang. And, and we don't know how many of the 12 victims that survived it were innocent bystanders. Right, right. But, but I do know for sure that there were, uh, of the three of the three other ones, I found an article that talked about one of them for sure, and, you know, was had nothing to do with any of it, got Man. caught in the crossfire, and, um, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah, but that's sad right there. You know, people living a regular day, going about a regular day, woke up, you know, with the uh, intentions of making it back home, and they didn't. So that's always on Natty and uh, um, sad to see, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, my bad on that. I assume they all were uh, innocent victims, but they weren't. But uh, also our, our man, Cain Velasquez, um, for those who don't know, Cain Velasquez is the UFC, former UFC champion fighter that is currently in custody for shooting, uh, for attempted murder on a chomo, but in the process of trying to shoot the chomo, he shot the guy's stepfather, who I think was 62 years old, mm -hmm. and then they arrested Cain Velasquez for attempted murder. He was in court last week on May 6th. Yes, he was in court last week, and his new bail hearing will be May 16th. So on May 6th, we spoke about it. The lawyer said they were going to go in there, they were going to demand for his release, and um, set a trial date. But apparently, he's still in custody. No, no doubt, but he does have a hearing. So come May 16th, he will get to set a bail, uh, talk about bail. Um, from what I'm understanding, that the district attorney does not want to let him out, you know, but um, his attorney should go in there and have a good argument about, you know, why he should at least be released on bond. 
Man, the judge doesn't even want to let him out. Man, but that's at the same time, you have a right, though, to bail. Now, a judge can deny it, of course, but at the same time, you know, I've seen people with murders released on bond. So, you know, this guy having attempted murder, which the guy he shot, it was a non-life-threatening injury, but it was a body shot. So that's why they gave him that attempt. Well, here's what the judge had to say about Cain Velasquez. It says here, Judge Shel Shelian? Shelna, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Judge Shelna Brown said that Cain Velasquez was clear and convincing evidence that there is substantial likelihood that release of Cain Velasquez would result in great bodily injury, not just to the name complaining witnesses in this case, but to the Santa Clara residents at large. You know what? I read that exact same thing, and as soon as I read it, I said, that's some bullshit. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Come on, the, the guy was shooting at his target. You know, he wasn't shooting at the public. He wasn't shooting at the, you know, so I, I, I don't buy that one at all. I think they trying to ramp it up for denial. But at the end of the day, they this guy deserves a bail. Yeah, man, I was when I read that, I'm saying to myself, are they setting Cain Velasquez up mm -hmm. for a bail denial? Right, right, right. On May 16th, because um, and that's just a uh, that's just a few days from now. So we'll get back to y'all. Um next week on an update on Cain Velasquez, but he's got a very high-powered attorney, uh, Mr. Garagos, and he usually is very successful in the courtroom. So, um, but hey, at the end of the day, it don't matter. The judge can right, say- Right, the judge can make that decision, man. Okay, and you know, it just made me think about this other, um, this other case, completely different circumstances, mm. but there's a well-known Mexican mafia dropout named Rene Boxer Enriquez. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Blatchford from Fox 11 News wrote a book about him. Mm. Uh, he was one of the top dudes, you know, um, when he was doing this thing in the 80s and 90s. Mm. Then in 2002, he dropped out. Mm. And uh, he ended up becoming an informant for the government. Mm. And he he's a convicted two-time murderer, but he's up for parole. And he's been up for parole. Right. But the governor always denies his release. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if a lot of people understand this. The CDC can grant your parole right, right, and say, right. we, we deem that you're ready to go. Right. But the governor has 120 days to, to approve it. Right. So just because the CDC says you can go home doesn't mean that you're going home. The gov you, but usually the governor signs off on it. Right, right, right. But the governor hasn't been signing off on this Mexican mafia dude named Boxer. And he he's about to be he's he's been already paroled in January. Mm -hmm. So the state of California or the governor Newsom has till the end of May. My question is, and this is just a question for everybody to ponder. Should a two time convicted murderer who ran one of the most powerful prison gangs be released? How long did he do? He'd been in there since 1990. So okay. it's been like, let's say 30 years. He did 30 years. Yeah, he's been in there 30 years. And he killed a, a female named Cynthia Galvadon, mm -hmm. and her family always sends letters to the governor, do not let this man out. But, you right, know, that's what right. families do most. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, so he killed a female, he killed a dude um, on some prison politics stuff on the streets. So 30 years later, what do you say, F? Um, 30 years later, I say that if he took a, took a life, you know, my whole stand on it is if you get caught, then you should do life. You know, but I also heard you say he was an informant. So that probably was part of the reason that he's getting the love that he's getting as far as a recommendation from the CDC, you know, his cooperation. 
So uh, whether I agree with it or not, when I already know what that when the state of California or when the government um, wants somebody locked up and somebody uh, a system in that, they'll let a dude out no matter what. Yeah, I mean that's the purpose for assisting the government. No doubt. There's a trade-off here. It's a trade-off. You want me to testify? This guy, Boxer, by the way, uh, I know he's. I've I've witnessed him testifying about six trials. Damn. I believe he's testified in in eight or nine. And there might have been a few that I missed. Super duper. And and get this: one time he testified in a case Mm -hmm. against my client. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I let I let people know a little bit. I, I end up meeting him over the phone Mm -hmm. because I interviewed Chris Blatchford who wrote the book about him. Oh, okay. So I did this cool little video with Chris Blatchford at a book signing and Chris Blatchford hits me up one day and says, Hey, um, boxer just called me from prison. He said he likes the video you did. I said, Oh, okay. Um, give him my number. Tell him to holler. Right, right. So he hit me up one day and we just talking on the phone about Mexican mafia history because a lot of people know that I I understand Crip and blood history. Right, right. I also studied this Mexican gang history too. Yeah. So we we talking about Mexican mafia history, but then I realized he he's heavily involved in assisting the prosecution in these trials. Mm-hmm. And then one day we're actually pitted against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And ever since that case, I ain't never heard from him again. Right, right, right. So, um, but if 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 he doesn't get released, it is a cold example of this dude did all this informing Man, and, and didn't get the reward. Got denied. It'll be his sixth denial. If he gets denied this um, later this month, mm-hmm. um, Governor Jerry Brown denied him three times. Mm-hmm. Newsom already denied him twice. So this is the third time it's been on Governor Newsom's desk. Yes, yeah. But I'm saying, hey, at some point, you got to let the guy out. Well, I mean, you don't, but you do. <laughs> I mean, you know, if he's stuck up to his, his deal, or, I mean, you say he's been on the witness stand. He told on a whole bunch of people. So, I mean, you know, you already know I don't condone that. But at the same time, that's why people, a lot of people do it. So for you to mess up your name, for you to mess up, you know, get yourself in a situation where people want to kill you. Um, I mean, he didn't even get his reward. You know, like I say, he didn't even get the benefits of, of testifying if they not going to let him out. Well, one thing that he has been able to get that most prisoners that are serving, you know, the sentences that he's serving is that he, I learned this from some of the cases that we um, that he's been on. Mm-hmm. He gets to order any food he wants. He gets to have steak, shrimp, Damn. lobster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he has some privileges. He, he did some perks for his yeah. Uh, yeah, testimony. <laughs> so and he, yeah. he may not have been released out of custody, but he does definitely have a lot of perks. And when you're sitting in there all these years, tell us how valuable it is when you get to eat what you want to eat. Man, I'm talking about it's so valuable, man. You, um, I know one time it was a holiday, and they had they had big old bags of shrimps, but they really was for the the staff and they put them in the the the, the, the freezer where the, that's, that's messed up the shrimp was only for the staff yeah it was for the staff but you could shit. see the shrimp man the homie stole bags of that shrimp out the out the thing <laughs> man and sold it to us man we are oh, we ate big you know and it was it was it was it was amazing like you know what I mean? How these dudes whipped up the butter and whipped up the garlic and made this. I mean, it, it felt, it, you know. I'm so, picturing that, actually. Right, right. So I can actually get a small taste of 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 what the perks that he have. You know, um, the problem is, is that, you know, he did all this to be free, though. 
You know what I mean? Nothing beats the freedom. I mean, if you can have all kind of food and all kind of, you know, steak and lobster, but ain't nothing beats that freedom. Well, check this out. One time he was testifying in the case and I helped the lawyers cross examine, mm-hmm. you know, these guys. So we, we had these questions for Boxer. And one of the questions was ask him if he's doing this because he wants to be free one day. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we, we want to we want him to answer that question in front of a jury. Right. And I mean, Boxer is a smart, cold brother. And he actually said, no, nah, I ain't doing this to be free because I don't think I'll ever be free. I'm in here for two murders. I'm in here mm-hmm. for I'm 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 doing. And then he, he flipped it. You know, I'm doing my duty. I did a lot of dirt in my life. You know, I've done killed a lot of people in my life. I feel like I owed society this debt. Mm. And I was like, oh, this dude yeah, came. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came with the cold answer. Well, let me ask you this. How old was he when he caught these murders? Oh, let's see here. Uh, this He caught the the Sylvia Gavadon murder happened in like 89, 90 when he got arrested. He got arrested immediately. Mm-hmm. So um, right now he's about 50, almost 60. Let's look it up real quick. Uh, what, tell us briefly why, why is the age... Matter. Important to you, yeah. The age is important to me because at a certain time in your life when you, you know, 16, 20, 18, 21, and you do things, your brain haven't even fully always developed. You know what I mean? So the decisions that you make at this age um, and you get all these years, I do believe that, I mean, he did 30. If he was anywhere under 25 years old when these, when these uh, uh, took place, I do have some kind of compassion on the brain not fully being developed and i do believe a guy can grow to have full remorse um and be to really change his mindset on what he did okay so he's 59 years old mm-hmm. right now uh i believe he um the, these murders happened in 1990 mm-hmm. uh, there's a chance it happened in 89 but let's just say 1990 that's 32 years ago so 59 mer- minus 32 is 27 years old. Okay, he was kind of grown. On, like, uh, yeah, he was fully aware of you know, exactly <laughs> what he was doing. Yeah. But I do have a, a, a compassion for these kids when they catch these cases at 18, 19 years old. And they give them a double life sentence when, man, this, this kid really can change. I mean, it, it may take 10 years, 15 years. But this guy's mind really can change to grasp that, damn, what was I thinking at that age? And, you know, so I always try to ask uh, what the age factor was. And another thing about Renee, uh, a lot of people say, well, why, why did he drop out? Why did he defect? And and the reason why was because, you know, even though all these Mexican mafia dudes are supposed to be part of one organization, mm-hmm. they politic against each other all no the time. And they have little crews, little factions and certain factions are more powerful than other factions. Mm-hmm. And Renee was part of a faction that was getting weaker and weaker and weaker, mm-hmm. where he ended up being like the last dude left. Right. And he knew that the, another faction was going to make a move on him. Mm-hmm. And he decided to bow out at that right, time. Right. Rather right. than to take his stabbings like some of these other dudes do. Like, for example, Sal Buenrostro. Mm-hmm. That's a dude that um, Boxer stabbed like 25 times. Mm-hmm. He survived it. But Sal could have, he could have bowed out. Sal knew it was coming, and he took it like a man. Like a man, yeah. But um, Boxer decided to knock on that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to check out right now. Check out. Uh, how do you feel about dudes like that? That they sign up to the highest level of gang banging, right? And when it starts to when the when it start when the kitchen start getting hotter, they decide to dip out. Well, you know, it's funny because I had a personal situation uh, like that. I had a I had a cold young rider from my neighborhood man you know and 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 when i left to go he was almost a kid when i left but as i was gone he came up through the ranks man and he was really a solid soldier 
And uh, and I liked him. I knew his family, you know, and things like that. So he had uh, went to prison. They got 20 years. And so after so long, uh, I came home and I was, you know, he was calling me and we chopping it up. So one day he called me and he said, hey, big homie, I think I'm a uh, I'm going to drop out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, well, you know, what, what, what you mean? You know, he was like, you know, they got a program that you could drop out, you know, and um, I may get a little less time and may come home a little sooner. And, you know, and uh, so I'm like, well, what you got to do? He like, oh, you just got to don't bang no more. You know what I mean? So I called the homies, you know what I mean? A couple dudes and shit. Um, I said, man, what's, what, what do drop out mean? They said, oh, no, when you drop out, you got to de debrief, tell them everything you know about the gang, you know, and all this, um, this, this th things you got to do, you know. So um, um, when he called me back, I, I couldn't even press the, the thing no more. And I haven't talked to him since. You know what I mean? The thing, one thing about it is I know his family, you know, I know his mom, you know, he made that decision. But once you made that decision, you're not a part of, the friendship anymore you know what i mean and 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 that's just really how i feel about it you're not even a you he was like a a, a cousin to him dude you're not even a, a family member anymore you know so you took that gangster shit out on the street nobody told you to go out there or forced you to go out there and do the crimes that you was committing you was already from the hood you already had the love and respect you took the extra precautions to go get to 20 years and and when you got it you didn't stand on it you mm -hmm. know what i mean so I can't respect you. And then dropping out, you know, even if you would have cried about it, I could respect that. <laughs> but dropping out and debriefing for these people and whatever else you have to do to become a dropout, I, I can't I can't roll with it. Yeah. Do, what year did that happen? This was uh shit. This was I came home in 2013. This had to be like 2000, maybe 15, 16. And this happened in the state. This happened in the state. And um and like I say, I, this dude was really dear to my heart, you know, but at the same time, I haven't talked to him since. And, you know, I basically, you know, disowned him, you know, and um, and I know that time is hard, you know. But at the same time, Alex, I'll live my life today that I don't want to do 20 years. So I don't do shit to get me 20 years, you know. Now, we all know that anything can happen. You can walk outside and get into a fight and a man die. I mean, any, you know, shit can happen. But at the same time, I live my life because I don't want to go do a life sentence right now. I don't want to get 20 years. So I could take my ass to work and do what I need to do. But if I get out there and go get to 20, I'm going to do it because, you know, hey, you know what I mean? That's just where I feel at, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think that dropping out is different for for everyone. Um, I'm not 100% convinced that all dropouts have to debrief. Mm -hmm. It depends on how deep in the politics of prison he was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, if, 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 of course, if you part of the BGF, right, Mexican right, Mafia, right, right. NF, you probably debrief him. But if you just part of your hood and you just like, hey, I need to get off this yard. Like for example, Suge Knight. Right. Suge Knight walked on the yard in Donovan. He didn't. He didn't like the way the atmosphere felt. And he told everyone, "I want to. I'm. I'm leave. I don't want to be on this yard. Right. There's nothing. He ain't. There's nothing to debrief. You know. He doesn't have. He, there's nothing for him to provide for him to say. Hey, my safety is compromised on this yard. Right. Send me into another yard. So someone like Suge doesn't have to do all of that. That we were talking about. No. No. I. I. I believe you right on on, on the spot and. The little homie didn't tell me he had a debrief. The other homies just told me, when you drop out, this is what goes on. You know, I took it for what the homies were saying. You know, why is you dropping out if you're not? What are you agreeing to to even, even you know, get behave? You a power rule, homie. You going to have to push this line no matter if you, you know, say you're not one. People that know that's what you were or are, you're going to be that. 
You know what I mean? All that I don't bang no more. You know, in prison. You know, you could do that on the street, but in prison, no, come on, homie. You are who you are. So, and 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 not to mention, they didn't have it where you could walk on the yard and just say, my uh, my safety is not um my safety is in jeopardy. You know what I mean? When you used to come to Victorville and dude get on the yard talking about my safety in jeopardy, well, well we we got to see something, a black eye or something. We can't just, <laughs> we you got it. Something got busted, lived or something. You got to, you know what I mean? But now they have it to where, you know, dudes get the comfort to say, I'm not safe here. And I know why the state do it, you know, they because if something do really happens, it's on their hands. But at the same time, man, you didn't have that luxury back then, man. Walk your yard, man. You, you know, you're a gangster. Go walk that walk that walk, man. You know, that's why how, how you, you know, people want to gangbang and people want to be gangsters. And then when they get in a situation, they want to knock on the door. Hey, this not fit for me. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not talking about older gentlemen, dudes that's getting up there 50, 60 years old. And they on the yard with dudes 25 doing lifting 400 pounds. I, I get it, you know, but these young dudes that just decide that they not tough enough or this ain't the life they really thought they wanted to live. They, they shouldn't even be able to get a a way out you know what i mean you know maybe people will stop doing dumb shit to, <laughs> you know what i mean go to prison you know they'll be calling home saying hey don't they broke keep your nose clean this shit is real you know so that's just my little opinion on it well right now the cdc i believe more than 50 percent of the yards are protective custody yards that's crazy it is crazy because i just did an interview with a dude who used to be a correctional officer Man. and he said in 1987 there was only one PC yard. I think he said it was in San Luis Obispo, CMC. CMC. And San Luis Obispo. Mm -hmm. That was the only one in 1987, 88. Now every prison has at least had one at least one yard. Even Pelican Bay has a yard. That's that's PC yard. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So that just shows you that there's been a shift and but you know what's crazy some of these pc yards man if it's rocking and rolling on those oh, now no, no doubt I, it, it, I i'm not taking it as you weak you know what i mean but at the same time you know is i mean you don't get the full i mean you shouldn't get credit for being a gangster i'm let me let me state that at you know but at the same time if you a stand-up dude on the street home and you a gangster out here on these streets you're supposed to go to the pen and be a gangster as well you know, whatever yard they put you on, unless the, it, it, like back in the day where they had actual crip yards, you couldn't walk to Hatch P2 yard back in the day. Just couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Only a few homies I know ever did it, you know. And uh, you already knew when you leave uh, to Hatch P3, you go to two, you're coming back the next day, knotted and bumped up, busted lips. But dudes was getting off the bus. Dudes wasn't saying, I ain't going on that yard, even though they knew they was finna get their ass whooped as soon as they got off the bus. You know what I mean? So, that's how man was built back in the day. Like you say, now dudes got the options to say, I don't I don't feel safe, and they shoot him somewhere else. Then you go in this other yard and be a bully, you know what I mean? And I got a homeboy that's a bully on the PC yeah. yard. You're cold gangsters, <laughs> robbing people, you know, smacking them up, all this shit, but you're on the PC yard, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't be feeling that, but that's what it is today. Yeah, so I mean, basically that's what Renee Boxer Enriquez did. He... He decided that he wanted to check out. It, it got a little too tough for him, and uh, he knew he was going to get stabbed up, even though this dude gave out so many stabbings, you know, and the CDC let him, you know, bow out, even yeah. though, hey, we know you did we all know you did other, all this other dirt. Yeah, and they let him um, debrief, and actually his, um, you can go online and watch a video of actually him debriefing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's given up everything, the history of the Mexican mafia, the players, well, all of the codes, all of the communication, uh, how they, you know, do hits, what green lights are, 
what candy green lights are, candy hard list. All he's giving it all up. Well, you know they probably just factor him as a dude who's just really a threat. To, you know, we always get the term a threat to society, a threat to society. You know, and sometimes dudes not, is not going to do nothing to society. They gonna either gonna get their man or they not. Society is safe with these dudes on the street. With this dude like boxer, boxer may actually really be a threat to society. You know what I mean? And right now. Right now. Why do you say that? I mean, just based on the influence that he has, the experience that he has to manipulate dudes and the heart that he had to go hard. Like you say, just because you're a rat don't mean you ain't you a punk. You know what I mean? Even though he's, what, 59 years old at this moment, that don't mean that it's not young dudes who will want to be in his shadow or learn what he know, if anything else. Okay, teach me what you know. Teach me. Give me some insight on how to stab a dude, on how to do a murder, how to do this. And that's what I mean by um, a threat to society, by teaching the youth some intel or some giving them some extra power mentally to go put some work in, that's a threat to society. Yeah, but there's no Mexican neighborhood that yeah, would exactly. even accept yeah, this dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. unfortunately, the Mexicans are a little bit more yeah, structured. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, absolutely he, right. He won't be able to come to the park. No, you're right. I got like you, our yeah, homies yeah, do. Right? <laughs> no, you're 100% right on that, though. I got to agree with you on that. Plus, I, I don't think he's a threat anymore. One, he's his age. Uh, and two... It's it's it would be highly risky for him to even try to get back in the mix again. Yeah. I I just don't see it happening. Uh, I actually asked this question to uh, some of my students when I was teaching: uh, Should a double murder be deserved their freedom at some point? And I argue that if you're gonna do all this snitching like he did, mm. you have to give him his freedom because that helps you get the next informant. And it helps you get the next informant. Yeah, and, that's the an angle you know, to take. So uh, some informants are looking at Renee right now, saying, "Damn, this guy yeah, been denied. He didn't even get his due. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got six denials. Well, he got five denials. We're waiting on the sixth one right now, and uh, he's doing all this time. He did all this telling, all this testifying. He even published books with the police. They got a couple of books out on the Mexican mafia, and they were published by." Uh, police publishing companies well shit is he gonna last if they let him out i mean that's the thing he yeah, i mean i think you you can i mean you la is so big yeah, right yeah, you yeah. can go and, and we have all these cities in the inland empire up in the high desert um there's so many places to live man, it's big <laughs> alex but it's small man. <laughs> yeah it's, it's big and it's small um he's he's got a recognizable face too so he definitely has to be careful yeah. uh, i think that he would probably move out of la county but um, it's very. I don't think that um, he'll ever get caught. I mean, look at Sammy the Bull Gravano. This dude was running the Gambino crime family. These are people that will travel all over the earth mm -hmm. to track you to down. Track you down. Hey, the dude's on YouTube every day. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I don't. I think they just came to the point was like, you know, let let him go, leave him alone. We're we're not trying to end up in the feds over this dude who snitched on a guy thirty years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, plus the mafia not what they were either, you know, back in the 70s and stuff like that. You know, they really were a force, you know, so guys can't get away with them now. But uh, now I don't think they, they would, if there was an opportunity, I think they would take it. Because yeah. look what happened to um, Rusty Bolger in, in the yeah, in the yeah, cell. Yeah. The guy was like 70-something years old. Whitey, man. You know, yeah, Whitey man. Bolger. Yeah. Um, I said Rusty. <laughs> yeah. Whitey Bolger, they still got him. Yeah, you know, it took many yeah. years. But um, yeah, boxer will definitely need to to be careful where he goes, who he hangs with. Um, you know, a couple of these dropouts from the Mexican mafia who are walking around right now, they went and got um, 
what's it called? Uh, reconstructive surgery. Oh, okay. Uh, facelifts. Yeah, and yeah Things like yeah. that. Um, it doesn't even really make you look different, though. But and they gonna get boxer as they let him out, man. He need to go to another state or something, cause. I think he's high up on the target list. Yeah, uh, well, I'm I'm a, I'm a he try probably to... told on some high power dudes too, man. He did. He told on um yeah. he, he told on one of the Grajadas. The the Grajadas, there were three brothers, mm-hmm. they were all Mexican mafia. He testified against Sanan Grajada, and that was my client um about five, six years ago. And I was sitting there like saying, Wow, this guy uh, yeah, yeah. he was saying things that I didn't even believe were true, you know. Uh he testified against um Oh, a whole bunch of guys. He even testified against dudes that weren't Mexican mafia. They were just like some Southsiders that the prosecution said these were hits done for the mafia. Right, right, right. He coming in there saying, "Yeah, yeah, th- th- this was a, this this was definitely a Mexican mafia." <laughs> well, how do you know? You right, ain't been right, around. Right, right, right. Well, I could just tell by the way it was done and how he did it. He would have never done this without approval. I was just like, wow, you know, but yeah. he want to get out. Right, right. <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. So we'll find out by the end of May if. Um, Renee Boxer Enriquez from Artesia uh, gets released. We'll find out if Governor Newsom signs off. Is he from Artesia? Yeah, that's his hood. Artesia 13. 13. Yeah. I know some of them, though. I went to school with some of them, dude. Is that right? You said his name, Boxer? Boxer, yeah. Renee? Renee Boxer Enriquez. Man, I'm going to have to go look at a picture. Well, he's a lot older than me, though, but. Yeah, I, I knew them dudes. They had the Chivas and they had the R teacher thirteens out there. Used to go in into it all the time. Yeah, the um, yeah. the Arda. They they sometimes they just call it Arda. You're right, right. Because you know I went to school in Cerritos. Yeah, so I used to bump and talk. They used to kid. They used to go to school with me, and I used to, man, what's R teacher third man? That's the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? They was putting me up on game. But okay, I'm a, yeah, I'm. A, I'm a, and, and there's been a handful of um Artesia dudes in the Mexican mafia. I think Renee is like the third or fourth yeah, dude yeah. from there that got in. Um, and then when he was in, he was running Hawaiian Gardens. Mm-hmm. Even though he's from Artesia, his whole territory, because, you know, all these dudes have territories that they oh, control. No he was controlling Hawaiian Gardens. I remember you couldn't go in Hawaiian Gardens. <laughs> now you walk through there freely. But, yeah. yeah, I remember you couldn't even go in. I mean, Artesia, that's how they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember them dudes. So, yeah, uh, we'll find out at the end of the month if he gets okay. out. Um, I wanted to talk to you about this CO and this uh, guy that escaped from an Alabama prison. Uh, Casey White, 38 years old, about a week ago, about a week and a half ago, they said this guy escaped from, from prison mm-hmm. and that he might have taken the CO as a, uh, kidnapped the CO, a female named Vicky White. Mm-hmm. The prisoner and the CO have the same last name, but there's no relation. But it turns out that perhaps Vicky White, the CO, actually helped Casey White escape. Right. Have you ever heard of anything crazy like this? And this is a woman that's been working as a CEO, not just for like a couple of months. Right. No, she was finna retire. For it, years. She was finna retire. <laughs> hey, look, she was up for retirement April 29th. The paperwork hadn't been finalized, but she was up for retirement. She was she was finna go. And I'm sure that that pension she was going to get is out the window. Um, But I'm wondering, how does she get access to help him get out like that? And... I don't believe it's no kidnap. I believe she assisted him and they ran off together. You know, <laughs> I really believe that. Well, um, there was an article last week that said that the marshal services are now claiming they believe that she is, she assisted him. So um, I want to know what's the relationship that some of these COs actually have with the prisoners? Well, you have to realize that it's a lot of women working in prisons now. Um, 
it's a job for them. It's a career for them. Some of them who otherwise tried other things in life and say, you know what, this is a solid future. So they go in and they get these jobs, but at the same time, they're still women. They're still emotional beings, depending on what their background is. You know what I mean? Um, you don't know they, you know th what their emotions is going through. But I've seen on numerous occasions, at least five times, where an inmate was messing with a CO. You know what I mean? They bringing in weed, they bringing in tobacco, they bringing in a whole lot of things. One CO got walked up off the yard. She was pregnant by an inmate. You know what I mean? He got out, and they went to be together. You know what I mean? And I knew this through another CO that just like, man, I can't talk to another CO. And he was telling the other dude, I can't believe, you know, Vicky ran off with the dude, and you know what I mean? And and um, and this shit really happens, Alex, all across the country. No doubt about it. This guy, uh, Casey White, for those who don't know, is a white supremacist. He's like six foot nine, three hundred pounds, got all kind of white supremacist tattoos. Mm -hmm. So if she's involved with this guy, she she picked like one of the worst type of dudes to even get active with. <laughs> well, you know, it all depends because he might be, you know, mentally feeding her what what she's been looking for because she's older. She's 50-something, I believe. She's 56 years old, and right. he's 30, 38. Right, so he over there doing 1,000 push-ups a day, <laughs> jumping up and down on that thing, man, and you know what I mean? And, and she just going to be disappointed, though, if he ever strike out on her and going about his life and leave her to fend for herself with the charges that she going to be looking up against, man. I, now, that's the thing that happens often, you know what I mean? You know. So how many female COs have you interacted with in all the times you've been locked up? A lot. You know what I mean? And um, I had a, um, I can't, I, I'm not going to use the term relationship, but I've had situations where um, other staff from the prison told me, stay out her office. Dude, she's an authority. She's a, you know, a, 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 if she called me to her office I, I, and I don't obey you going to the hole, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, certain dudes is still man and woman. You know, certain women, they can see how you carry yourself, how you conduct yourself, how you, you know, handle your things in life, you know, and uh, and um, and uh, and then what they do also do is when you're talking on the phone, they can see you on the phone, go punch a button on the thing and listen to that phone call. They had that kind of technology now. So I could always hear them when they click into the uh, phone call this is you can hear it. You know what I mean? And and um, and they see what you're talking about. They hear you macking or they hear you saying certain things and. <laughs> I don't care what position of power man or woman is. You know what I mean? Um, feelings um, can 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 grow. You know what I mean? And that's just all around the world. Now, you, I wasn't those dudes when a female CEO walked by. I don't care how fast, uh, uh, fat her ass is or how good she looked. I didn't give her the opportunity to catch me just looking like that. You know what I mean? But that was me on the street. You know what I mean? Some of these dudes is really, hey, Miss Johnson, hey, how you doing today? You know, they really putting the pressure on them. And if she lonely, some of her husband left and all kind of shit. Some of these women move out of state to take these jobs. They feed into that shit, you know what I mean, and 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 that's the thing about it. If I didn't, if I wasn't married and my wife wasn't coming damn near every other week or whatever to see me, 
Who's to say I wouldn't have tried to holler at one? You know what I mean? Do you think a female CO is a little bit more sympathetic to the to the prison population, or can they just be just as hard as the guys? No, I done seen some just as hard. I done seen so I done seen a lieutenant man, and, and she was she was about her bull. She wasn't bullshit. You know what I mean? I knew her when she was a regular CO. You know she wasn't bullshitting in. You know what I mean? And now some of them carried and conduct themselves, and you know not to even think about. You know, it was just like a female on the street. You know, some of these deputy, the COs, you could look at them and say they're a little weak and you'll say something to them and they don't get mad that first time. The next time you're going to say something a little, you know, different. You know, I've been caught drinking by COs or female COs and shit and they walked it off like they didn't see it. You know what I mean? You open my cell door, I got three gallons in the sink. You know what I mean? And they let me make it. You know what I mean? So uh, what you do probably would have booked me. I'd have been in the hole or whatever, you know, so. It's not just the female COs. What a, it's also when the, the guys work at the female prison. Hmm. These dudes knocking these bras down. <laughs> yeah. But the bras is like, we, we in jail. We need some. You know what I mean? We, we, we with it. And dudes don't stick to the code of what their job structure is supposed to be. You know, all the women out here on the street, you know what I mean? But you want to be having, you know, um, sexual intercourse with these inmates. So it happens both ways, actually. So that's that, that asks the question then, should... Should females not work in male facilities and vice versa? <laughs> Definitely male CEOs shouldn't be working in female facilities. No doubt, but they do, you know, because of uh, sometimes these females is rough. Some of these females are, you know, a regular CO. Some of these prison females will beat their ass. So sometimes you got to have men in female facilities, you know, and uh, but at the same time, and, and, and like you're a teacher, you know, like you're a professor, like you anything else, you're not supposed to take advantage of these situations, you know. But in real life, this shit happens every day, Alex. Is it sexist to say that females should not be employed as CEOs in male prisons? Because, because not only are these men, but these are some of the toughest men. These are some of the strongest men. These are some of the most gangster men. Mm -hmm. And to have females in there trying to control them, is it sexist to say they shouldn't even be doing this job? Well, at at, at, a, at a certain point, I could say, yeah, at a certain point, I could say no. Because in a state prison, when you're on a three and four yard, you got that gun tower pointing down on you. So they got they got some 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 backup and the feds on a three and four yard, per se, a medium, a USP. They don't have gun towers. So when you get to stabbing a dude, ain't no for shoot. You're not finna get shot at. It's going to take forever for them to. You stabbed up by the time they get round up, they men and get in there to break it up, you know, so. By me saying that, a lot of females and men had to come in and really understand you don't run this unit. Yeah, when you say lock it down, we lock it down because we're supposed to and we don't want to go to the hole. We running our program. We getting our visits. You doing, But you don't run this unit technically. You know what I mean? This yeah. motherfucker flip any time. You know, so um, I don't want to say it's sexist because people usually do what you ask them to do you not really making nobody do nothing in prison you know what i mean you ask them and then they do it you know what i mean so but i, I believe in equal employment opportunities though just to be honest with you um i don't believe females should be over there at the usp you know what i mean or the or the level fours and threes i think they should stay down at the the lows and the, and the two yards and one yards i do believe that because when you like you say when you get up there i have seen women get knocked the fuck out damn you know what i mean for running your mouth and this dude got life sentence what are you going to do with him you know what i mean nothing give him you take him to the hole send him to another facility nothing gonna happen to this man he got life sentence you know so 
Well, this uh, the Alabama governor has issued a $10,000 reward leading to the arrest and apprehension of uh, Casey White, who was basically serving, he was serving like a crazy sentence, basically life sentence. Oh, was he? Yeah, but he, know. He, he was serving like uh, 80-something years. Yeah, no, I didn't know it was that much time. I thought he was like a, I didn't know it was that much time. Yeah, he was pretty much washed up and doing all day. And uh, so now that there are, there's a manhunt, <laughs> that's a funny term, manhunt. They're looking for a man and a woman. It's, man. A, it's a woman hunt. Too. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's a woman hunt. But um, I just wonder how often female COs, uh, you know, fall, you know, emotionally, you know, under the manipulation and and spell of a cold-blooded male inmate you know? you know what man i don't think it's always manipulation sometimes man it's just flat out when they see you man you know they never had a guy like you they never had a general they never had somebody who they see and know and get debriefed on this dude right here you know we he's one to watch he's one to watch he's one to, they know who the shot callers is they know who the bosses is they know who who you know what i mean so at the end of the day they watch you move they watch how you conduct yourself they watch a hope when you're not even looking you know and in their mind it turns them on just like dudes being they sell dreaming about this ceo lady you know see ceo ladies at home dreaming about some of these dudes in these sales some of them may never act on it but a whole lot of them is thinking about it because these dudes are in shape. They reading books. Their minds are sharp at the moment. You know, they they not on drugs. They, you know, they're healthy, you know. And, 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 and then, like you say, sometimes the little manipulation that do come with it, it, it it's easy, man. It really happens more often than you think. Well, ho uh, hopefully by the time, um, by the time most of our, uh, the listeners, the streets and scholars hear this, um, these people should be in custody. Um, but see that the one thing about running is what dudes on the street don't realize, man, you gotta have some money. You know what I mean? And if you got some money, you can go lay low and 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 and, and don't get caught. But if you broke, man, you can't even be on no run, man. You know? But she been working a long time. She may have had some pennies saved up. They say they it was, they they believe she had some cash on her. They may have checked her bank accounts and realized that, you know, but at the same time, it's still going to come a time where you have to get out and, 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 and produce some money in order to pay your, you know, pay your way, you know. Well, and that's how usually people get caught. Maybe she had a stash, but uh, th they found a vehicle that they were both in abandoned. And, you know, she has access to places and stash houses and cash, I'm sure. So uh, but there's no way you're going to outdo the U.S. Marshals. The no, U.S. Marshals usually find their nah, guy. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. You know, there's some bad boys. And I, I agree with you over there, you know. And, um, I mean, they will find you if you leave the country. No, nah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but depending on how much, see, what it comes down to also, though, is how much resources they want to put into the manhunt. You know, if they gave him 80 years on, on trumped-up drug, drug charges, this dude is not a bigger priority than somebody who escaped that got a double murder. You know what I mean? Sometimes they really go in there and they wait. They 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 sit down and be like, "Listen, dude, this dude, we gave this dude way too much time anyway. We're not finna spend a million dollars on a manhunt to find him." You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna sit back. He gonna get caught himself. He's gonna do something where he, you know, he gonna come out and he gonna do something as far as I don't care, swipe a card or you know just do somebody's gonna recognize him and and we gonna nab him. Well, the Alabama jail authorities are confirming 
that the two had a quote unquote jailhouse romance. So I think at this point in the stage, it is there's no denying that this CEO was involved with this prisoner. Oh, no doubt. No, no doubt. Well, you know, when I first saw this story about a week and a half ago, I really believed. I was like, oh, this dude took a CEO as a hostage mm-hmm. to get up out of there. You know, and then I'm thinking, and then then they showed a picture of the CEO, and I'm like, oh, she's a she's a decent looking mid 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 age white woman, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if he was yeah, messing nah, with her. <laughs> uh, hostage didn't even come to my mind. You know, the main first thing I thought was, hey man, that's a, that's a setup. He didn't talk to her into that. You know, she went with it. You know, like I say, you know, she probably never been doted on or loved on before in that in that fashion. You know what I mean? You know, got it's, into her emotions. It's crazy that she would risk her career and her freedom also. Not just her career, but her freedom. She's going to prison. People do it every day, Alex. Yeah, but, you know, you you don't expect a, 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 a woman who's been a CEO for 15 years, who's never been to jail, ain't never committed a crime, to now all of a sudden I'm throwing it all away for this crazy inmate white supremacist who's doing all day. <laughs> hey man, you know. Hey, let me tell you something about sex, and you should know. You know what I mean? You, I'm sure you've heard people do crazier things, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've heard, I've heard some crazy stories, man. But uh, uh, unfortunately, this woman right here, I don't know if this woman is married. I don't know if she's got kids or family, but she's she, she done, put it on the line. She put everything on the line for she, this one. Man. She fucked hers off. Yeah, yeah, she put it on the line. So that's why I say that thing must have been so good to her. She was cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> She to put it all on the line, and all kind of agencies are also throwing in rewards. Um, Alabama, I said earlier, Alabama governor threw in ten, another organization threw in five, another threw in ten, and that's what's gonna catch them. Yeah, so so the total right now, I don't know if it's twenty five, thirty five thousand. This this reward might go up to fifty thousand, and somebody's gonna t- oh, no, man, do a tip. Gonna tell on the five, shit, <laughs> no, just on the five, yes, huh? yeah. All right, well, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, Megan the Stallion situation, but you know, Homeboy hasn't. Um, we still have a lot of time to talk about this because the trial is, is still. They haven't even. They're not even thinking about trial yet. Right, right, right. So um, maybe we'll talk about the Megan the Stallion thing, but just um, just briefly, you know, she did an interview with Gail King on CBS, which I just found um, highly unusual. Me too, because this is an open case. And you're the star witness of the case. Of the case, right. And you're doing interviews. Right, but when you talk about Gail, when you talk about the influence that Gail has, when you talk about, I believe it's something more than just that interview. You know, I believe they said she sit down with Gail for a purpose. And I believe they know the purpose and we don't. She didn't just get out and do a random interview with Gail King, man. I think the purpose was because initially... She was looking like a liar because she told the police that she stepped on glass. Well, she was a liar. Yeah, she well, was. Well, well, allegedly. Um, but she um, she admitted that she, she admitted that she lied. That's why I say she was a liar. If, if so that's the case, I'm thinking the reason why she went to Gail King is because she wants to clear her name as I'm not a liar. I I, I lied because I thought I was protecting everybody because I didn't want the police to come in here with guns blazing. So I said I stepped on glass rather than to say, Hey, I got shot and there's a gun in the car. Right, but at the same time, you know, she 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 lied, and the only reason I believe she on Gail is to, I don't think she give a damn about the public. She give a damn about that perjury. 
You know, what I mean, you gave false statements to the police and that's a crime, you know, and she wants to get out of that. So what she's going to do, she's going to tell on Gail King. And 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 I'm going to just say this. I'm going to just throw this out there. I believe piece of that Gail King interview is going to be part of the evidence when it goes to trial. No doubt about that. So um, we'll, we'll take a deeper dive right, right. On, on this case with uh, Megan The Stallion uh, allegedly. She's claiming that Tory Lanez allegedly shot her, and, and we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper on that. But uh, we're going to wrap up this another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. I want to thank everybody for tapping in. Um, hit that Apple podcast if you want to ask us some questions or leave some comments or reviews. And follow us on all the other platforms if you're on iHeart, Spotify, or Google. And, and hit up FG. FG got them FG Unleashed shirts. Um, his Instagram is FGeneral1. And uh, how do they find you on YouTube? Uh, you can go to FG Unleashed on YouTube. Check out my videos. Hit the subscribe button. I would really appreciate it. Check out the videos. Hit the like button if you like them. And uh, tune in with me. And you, and your latest thing you, you dropped. We talked about the Omar Bradley thing mm -hmm. that you dropped. But you also got the Rosecrans. What is it called? Rosecrans Movement? Uh, it's Rosecrans Music Group. But I also I did the latest video on... Um, just recently about uh, <clears throat> how uh, stop letting your, your your homeboys get your life sentence. It's a really deep, it's, it's deep, you know, and I would really want them to tap in and listen to that if they get a chance. You know, it's my latest video. Um, it's, 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 it's some real shit, Alex, that, that you know, I want to put out there. All right. We'll definitely tap in there and, uh, and, and, and find me at Alex Alonso 101 on all social media platforms. And that wraps up another episode of Streets and Scholars. Yeah.